Holy Hour, Power of the Terry and Jesse Show, two Catholics that <laughs> love the Lord, love Our Lady, faithful sons of the church, got a PhD in common sense, and we uh, we know that life is worth living because of Jesus Christ and His Holy Gospel. Terry, I'm on duty. What about you? I'm on duty, Jesse, and I love that introduction because I got a big, a big amen. Today, one of my favorite priests who I've known since he was in the seminary, Father uh, Murr, Father Jerry Murr, uh, he has an article about the worsening crisis that's going on in the church. Really well written. We're also going to be talking about an article regarding Pope Francis is preparing for his successor because he's 86 years old. We're going to cover that. We're also going to bring our friends from Church Militant to give us an update on the news. And we're also going to... I have something I want to share about the saint of the day that I think is fascinating. Uh, he's one of the great laymen uh, in the church that uh, we can look at, St. Stephen of Hungary. And also, uh, they tie in with Cardinal Joseph Menzenti, who uh, has an incredible story, too. So we've got lots to share. Jess, um, for the good to know file, I just wanted to share something that we already knew, but I was looking at the statistics on this, uh, and that is that Target, uh, much like Bud Light, is paying a big price for promoting the homosexual lifestyle, and they're stung by that because their stock now went down this year 16%. If you look at the bar for sales, comparing it from the year before, it's remarkable. Lots of money they're losing, and now they're saying they're going to make some adjustments to some of the uh, uh, you know material that they're putting out regarding transgenderism. So I think we got their attention. Yeah, absolutely, Terry. <laughs> couple other things that yeah, a couple of other things that uh, jump out at me that I, that I'd like to share yeah. is uh, uh, Benedictine College is looking at opening up. Uh, they're 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 going to be moving into a, having starting a medical school, a good Orthodox medical school at Benedictine College. Uh, Pre- President Stephen Minnis just announced that. He's talking about having monks uh, starting a Catholic medical school. Wow. That's good That's good news. <clears throat> also, our friend Jim Havens, pro-life leader, layman, he was told that the sidewalk counseling, his, that his sidewalk counseling organization yeah. could not share information about abortion outside of a Rochester Planned Parenthood facility. So his organization is, is suing the New York Attorney General. Good for them. Letitia James in the city. Good for him. Yeah. Also, also, the left is making a big thing about climate change over in Hawaii. The Democrats are pushing climate change policy after the Hawaii fires in the wake of these devastating uh, ongoing Hawaii wildfires. The state's governor and other Democrats are blaming global warming and climate change. And, uh, uh, and so these, uh, these climate experts are weighing in against the wildfire narrative. So uh, while Hawaii's governor... And other Democrats are pinning the state's deadly wildfires on climate change. Environmental experts are saying there is no connection. <laughs> also, Wisconsin girls are quitting sports over male pre- over male presence. I don't blame them. At a Wisconsin high school, they're allowing males to compete in girls' sports teams. Yeah. So parents, Catholic parents and Protestant parents are pulling their daughters off of the teams. Good. Parents are re- reporting that their daughters are returning from summer games with unusual bruises and welts as they compete against these boys. Yeah. So uh, a lot of these girls are, are specifically quitting this this uh, this team because they're concerned for their safety. Uh, and also, uh, 
R.F. Kennedy Jr., uh, they asked him if he was a Democrat presidential pro- uh, candidate, if, if he's pro-life. Uh. And he said that he was asked if he would support a federal law protecting unborn children after three months. Kennedy answered, yes, I would. Then his campaign website later stated that he had misunderstood the question. <laughs> and then he, he, re, he re, readjusted himself. He said that he's abortion. Uh, Up to he, birth. He, yeah. Yeah. So uh, and the last thing I want to say is that attendees at the World Youth Day in Lisbon, Portugal. Yeah. They reported widespread. These are young Catholics, yeah. Gary. Widespread liturgical abuses of, of the Blessed Sacrament Ugh. that was put in Tupperware bowls and plastic crates. And they put like a little cactus plant over it. Yeah. Some of the young people found out that it was Jesus himself. Yeah. And so they went over there and got on their knees and started doing prayers, prayers of reparation and them. adoration. God love them. So uh, I, I just don't know what's happening with, with our clergy. They, they want a Eucharistic revival. Wow. That's the way you get people to believe in the real presence. Put our Lord in Tupperware plastic yeah, crates. And, and yeah, we're, we're really going to have a Eucharistic I put my dog food in Tupperware, okay, Jesse? Do you understand how bad that is? That is, that is sacrilegious. And I, I'm glad there's young people standing up and saying, time out. Who's running this place? Go ahead. Terry, and then also, uh, they had a priest who was a DJ at World Youth Day. Yeah. And uh, to me, it's, it's very hard to see hands that are consecrated yeah. to turn bread and wine into the body of, of Christ. Mm-hmm. Uh, to be mixing records yeah. and, and, and swinging your hands in the air like you're, like you're a young guy, oh uh, you know, like at a rave party or, yeah. some, or you're some type of a, you know, some type of a yeah. rap concert. It just, it's unbecoming of a Catholic priest yeah. to try to act like a young DJ, you know, mo- dancing around, swinging your hands. Terrible. Pl- Playing secular music. I mean, this music is, it's not even good listening to music either. And, and all over the people that were dancing, that were, that, were, that were getting triggered by the music that this yeah. priest was playing, many of them were wearing witches' hats and devil horns. Oh my God. And, and you could also see the background. The, ba- the background where he was playing the, the DJ, yeah. th- it was very dark and it was just red lights. It, oh. it, 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 was, it was red and black. I, it, it looked like, I'll be honest with you because I've seen it. It looked like the inside of a satanic temple, the background where this priest was playing. It was very dark, Terry. Wow, Jess, let's get some soul food in our soul after that. That's brutal. God. I mean, give me a break. <laughs> Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. Matthew chapter 18, verses 15 to 20. Jesus said to his disciples, If your brother sins against you, go and tell him his fault between you and him alone. If he listens to you, you have one over your brother. If he does not listen, take one or two others along with you so that every fact may be established on the testimony of two or three witnesses. If he refuses to listen to them, tell the church. If he refuses to listen even to the church, then treat him as you would a Gentile or a tax collector. Amen, I say to you, whatever you bind on earth shall be, loosed, shall be bound in heaven and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Amen, amen, I say to you, if two of you agree on earth about anything for which you are to pray, it shall be granted to them by my heavenly Father. For where two or three are gathered together in my name, there am I in the midst of them, the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. That gives us, uh, today's gospel gives us a simple way of how we could approach somebody in the body of Christ. Maybe somebody somebody in the parish or somebody that's just doing something that's, that's wrong, uh, that's going against church teaching. 
there's basically three steps that you see there. Uh, the first step is you go and talk to him personally. Okay, uh, that's step number one. The second step would be you would take a couple of witnesses and you would talk to the Catholic. They say, "Hey, we already talked to you before. You say you know you go to mass every day, you receive communion, but yet you 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 vote for the pro-abortion candidates and you're pro-abortion. You can't do that." Uh, so once you take two or three witnesses, after that, if they still persist in their heresy and if they, if they're still obstinate about uh, uh, about their um, <clears throat> about their uh, uh, basically doctrinal error, then what you would do at that point, you would take it to the church, you would take it to the pastor, you could even take it to the bishop. Uh, but but once it's in the hands of the church, then basically you've done what you can. So many people. They, 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 they get worried and they say, well, what can I do after this? You know, you did all you could. Don't worry about it. Just, just uh, be at peace. You, you, you did what a, a lay Catholic should do. You follow the effective protocol and it's up to the pastor. It's, after the, it's up to the bishop to take the proper steps. Uh, if they don't do the right thing, it's not your fault. You, you, you follow the Matthew, Matthew chapter 18 verses 15 to 18 rule. And so, uh, you know, you, you can have a, you can know that you did the right thing, right, Terry? Amen, brother. Well said. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room right now. Full sheen ahead. Yeah. I'm thinking with Bishop Strickland, we're having that conference coming up to September 1 and 2 in Tyler, Texas. People can go hear him along with Janet Smith and um, Mother Miriam. I'll be there. Please check us out on Virgin Most Powerful website. Jesse, I've got Bishop Strickland with Bishop Sheen. And getting some advice from the good bishop. Here's what Bishop Strickland said. Bishop Strickland, uh, Bishop Strickland, here's my, uh, here's my approach right now in the crisis in the church. He says, I believe that the very best way I can respect and obey Pope Francis and the Petron office is to guard the deposit of faith. This deposit consists of scripture, tradition, the catechism, the magisterial teachings through the centuries, the truth Christ died for us. And Bishop Strickland says to Bishop Sheen, I says, I am going to resist any attack on this truth. So I think that uh, Bishop String is saying, Bishop uh, Bishop, uh, Fulton Sheen is saying to um, Bishop Strickland, amen, go do it, because that's your mandate. You made a promise when you were ordained as a priest to do just that. And I think some people might even think that he's criticizing the Pope. But Jesse, I believe, just like what we do, we're not criticizing him. We're correcting him in a brotherly manner that says, look, yes, your job is to be the guarantee of this truth. When you don't do it, we're going to call you out because we love you enough because we don't want you to go down because you didn't do your duty. And your duty is to pass on the faith. So I think Bishop Strickland, Bishop Fulton Sheen, pray for us on this one because uh, here at Virgin Most Powerful, we will not compromise. Matter of fact, coming up next, Father Gerald Murray talking about the worsening crisis in the church. He's a priest that doesn't compromise. You'll want to hear about this and much more on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Stay with us. We're back, Jess, worsening the crisis. Father Gerald E. Murray, wonderful priest who's on Raymond Arroyo's show almost every single Thursday. This article nails it. Let's talk about it, Jess. 
He's part of the papal posse. Yep, that's right. He's, he says that the worsening crisis in the Catholic Church is the product of bold, unapologetic, doctrinal infidelity. Yeah, I call it error. In- infidelity. Go ahead. Spearheaded by influential churchmen and women who calmly operate without the least sign of papal disapproval. The wow, fact, that statement. statement right there, Jesse, describes the church today. In fact, many of them are favored and promoted by Pope Francis. They argue that various Catholic teachings stand in need of improvement, remediation, and refashioning. They call for the use of less offensive and more inclusive words. <laughs> they mislabel this attempted destruction of Catholic doctrine as nothing more than classical doctrinal development under the banner of a new Holy Spirit-inspired synodal style. Here, Look at this sentence. Oh they are trying to overthrow church teaching while assuring us that they have no such intention. They simply want, they say, to remedy insufficiencies in that teaching. Jesse, can I just jump in wow. and say something to you? And you correct yeah. me right on the air. I have no problem. That's a communist approach. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? The communists would always say, oh, we're not trying to change anything. We're just wanting to help the people out. This is... This is evil. What's going on, Jess? I'll call it. Yeah, for yeah. They're saying uh, they. They're saying, "Look at my left hand. Look exactly. at my left hand." While their right hand is stealing something. Yep. This is what they're doing. Continue. It is. Uh, Father Gerald Murray says it feels as though we've been thrown back into the maelstrom. Yep. Of the late 1960s upheaval in the church. Only this time, the Pope is not rebuking the men and women promoting error, as did Paul VI but rather appointing those very people to influential roles where they will single-mindedly pursue their objectives, confident that they will, rec- that they will receive papal support. An example, wow. James wow. Martin. There's a good example. He's Exhibit A. Continue. Pope St. John Paul II and Pope Benedict XVI have been cordoned off from consideration as normative, <laughs> as of the papal magisterium from 1978 to 2005 has been placed in a hermetically sealed container <laughs> to be treated as a kind of viral threat to arrival at the destination to which, here's, here's the liberal phrase, the spirit is leading the church. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anytime you hear that, I, I just put my finger in my mouth. Yeah. I feel like throwing up. Yep. Outspoken and authoritative opponents of doctrinal infidelity are absent from the un- upcoming synod on synodality, except for Gerhard Cardinal Mueller. He'll probably be shouted down. Oh, yeah. Further, in, in a month-long meeting, around 400 delegates, the speeches will be largely a sideshow. The synodal leadership and their chosen experts will steer the proceedings in the desired direction and right. produce written propositions that will not disappoint those who believe that Cardinal Mueller is wrong on most things. <laughs> yeah, they're going to pig pile on him. This book you're going to refer to, everybody should get it. I read it years ago, Jesse. It's powerful. Diedrich von Hildebrand published The Devastated yep. Vineyard yep. in 1973. Yep. A pointed analysis of the troubled state of the church 50 years ago. Yep. He asked, how should we respond in the present situation when the vineyard of the Lord is devastated? It's now. His, re- his response is instructive. Dr. Hildebrand, he said, quote, it would be thoroughly false to say, since God allows it, it must be according to his will, and so we have nothing to say. But we, and so we have nothing but to say, "Thy will be done 
even if this devastation breaks our heart. Dr. Hildebrand continued, as St. Paul says, God allows these evils in order to test us, but it is a deadly and radically false notion to think that because God allows heresies to be readily spread, we should not fight against them, but should go along with them in the spirit of resignation. Well said. This is a false interpretation of resignation to God's will. The devastation of the vineyard of the Lord should, should instead fill us with the deepest pain and mobilize us for the fight to be fought with all legitimate means against everything which is evil and offensive to God against all heresy. Let me just jump in, Jesse. That fires me up yeah. to say, yeah. I'm in for it, man. Count me in. I want to fight for truth. And think about what he says. And he reminds us that our time has a parallel in past church history. We have to realize that our time is like the time of Arianism. We've said that. And so we have to be extremely careful lest we be poisoned ourselves without noticing it. Yeah, you're not kidding. We must not underestimate the power of those ideas which fill the intellectual atmosphere of art at the time, nor the danger of being infected by them when we are daily breathing this atmosphere. It's like breathing smog. Your lungs get filled with it, okay? Nor should we underestimate the danger of getting used to the evils of the time and then becoming insensitive to them. In other words, oh yeah, this priest uh, committed suicide. Oh, this priest is a, uh, uh, yeah, what else is new? No, we have to make reparation and prayer for every single one of them and not take it as business as usual. Your thoughts, Jess? Yeah, and okay. uh, yeah. <clears throat> absolutely 100%, yeah. Terry. And uh, as Catholics, this is why this, this is, is our moment, Jess. Yeah, this is this is something foreign to the Protestant mind is reparation. Oh, yeah. What's that? What exactly. are you talking about? No, they have no. Cl- uh, no, you, you say that, they, that that makes their head spin. They have no idea that uh, the mystical body of Christ, because we're interconnected, mm-hmm. we can and should make reparation for somebody else's sins because yep. they offend God. Yep. That's something that the Protestants don't understand because they don't have an understanding of the community of saints. Right. But Hildebrand's solitary advice is sobering yet hopeful as we prepare ourselves for the inevitable strife occasioned by the present crisis of faith, soon to be on full display at the October Synodal Assembly. Coming soon. Some people are calling it the Synod on Sodomy. That's what some people are calling I've it. I've heard that, yeah. Yeah, the Synod on Sodomy. But today these bad trends are able to develop within the church. We can clearly discern them in sermons, in pastoral letters, and in books by well-known theologians. Uh, James Martin being one of them. Mm-hmm. Since these bad trends encounter so little, little resistance within the church, it has become much more difficult for the simple faithful to grasp their incompatibility with the, the with the deposit of faith. Today, we have to develop in ourselves a special awareness, a holy mistrust, for we not only lived in a poisoned world, but in a devastated church. Yep. In our present trial, God requires of us this watchfulness, this holy fear of being infected. It would be a lack of humility to think we're in no danger of being infected. It would be a false security rooted in pride if we're to think that we are immune. Each of us must become aware of this frailty and understand that special watchfulness is required of us by God in the trial we are going through. So we see that God expects us in the present devastation of his vineyard to respond, first of all, by growing in faith, hope, and love. Secondly, by being especially watchful, lest we be infected in any way. Thirdly, by struggling against the devastation with all the means at our disposal. And fourthly, by not forgetting that the absolute truth of the, dep- of the deposit of the Catholic faith objectively remains untouched by all, <clears throat> by all 
the empty talk of certain theologians. <laughs> God tell you, you know, that's, that's what upsets uh, people, Bishop Strickland, because yeah. you have a lot of voices out there that are teaching heresy and error. Yeah. And Bishop Strickland Calls is, that, is that, that one yeah. steady voice. He continues always to teach the deposit of faith, not his yeah. opinion. Yeah. And that's what upsets the Catholic left in the church. Absolutely. They want him out. And because he will continue to speak up. As a matter of fact, I'm going to be doing a recording of a show for next week with him later today. And wow, wait till you hear some of the things he's saying. But we need shepherds who speak the truth and charity. He said this, Father Murray, we must never forget that in spite of all this diabolical devastation of the vineyard of the Lord, the glory of the Holy Church, the Bride of Christ, and the glory of the saints nevertheless remains untouched in its reality. Indeed, it is one truly reality. True reality. What to what do all the changing trends of the time really amount to? <laughs> there it is. I, he says it nicely. They are so much sound and furry, significantly nothing when compared with the eternal truth and the objective glory of Jesus Christ with the holiness of the saints which glorify God. See, he's pointing us right back to what we've been saying, Jesse. Who are we worshiping? Jesus Christ. Not the Pope, not a bishop, not a cardinal. We have to serve Jesus. Yeah, and that's uh, the the, Look the, ba- the the basic theme that we as Catholics have to remember yep. is that our Catholic faith was started by Jesus Christ, the Son of God, the second person of the Trinity. It wasn't started by a man. It wasn't started by a Pope. Oh. It wasn't started by an apostle. It wasn't started by an, a successor of the apostles. It was started by the second person of the Trinity. And so who is our savior? The second person of the Trinity, Jesus. Who sustains the church? Jesus, the second Amen. person of the Trinity. Who, who is the one that teaches the, all truth that goes, comes through the church? Jesus Christ, the second person of the Trinity. And so one of the fortunate things that we have as Catholics is that we have this phrase that gets Bishop Strickland, gets people upset with him. He, it's, 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 it's right in the catechism, <laughs> that we believe in the deposit of faith. What does that mean? That means... The teachings that were handed on by Jesus Christ to his apostles and those teachings were handed on from the apostles to their successors all the way to this very present day. And they're called sacred scripture and sacred tradition. And that's what we as Catholics believe. Uh, that's what saves us. Sound, the Bible says sound doctrine saves you, not, not synods on sodomy. That doesn't save you. Sound doctrine saves you. And the doctrines of the, of the Catholic Church, like the Bible says in, in, in St. John, he says, these are the doctrines of Christ. You know, Jesse, uh, Jesse this article should inspire all of us to really um, stand up for our faith and say, you know, I'm not just going to watch the devastation go on inside the church. I'm going to get down on my knees. I'm going to live holy lives. I am going to call out in charity with clarity any the people that are in the church who should be should know better about this and just with love and say, I, I'm praying for you, Father. I'm praying for you, Bishop. I'm praying that you will keep your promise that you made when you were ordained to pass on the deposit of faith. Because what Father Murray just did is he, and he'll do it every Thursday night when he's on Raymond Royal's uh, show on EWTN, he says we just have to stick to the fundamentals of our faith. And it's hard to just say that and then not do it. But when we have all the challenges that are going on in the church right now, you've got to stick to Christ. And this is why I'm encouraging people to join Bishop Strickland 
in his diocese September 1st and 2nd, and it'll be a Defending Our Faith conference. Dr. Janet Smith will be there. Mother Miriam, she just made her concert, her final vows today uh, on the 15th, yesterday, for being a, a full-fledged nun. And guess who witnessed it? Bishop Strickland. She'll be there. And I'll be there. And we have an exorcist coming. The way to register is to go to vmpr.org website, click on it, and you can register for the two-day conference starting September 1st and 2nd. Look forward to seeing you there. I, I wish we could, we have like 2,100 people that we could fill. Tell your friends, get the word out about this because it's a short notice that it happened just a couple weeks ago was when it started. So keep that in mind. When we come back, Jess, wow, what, tell us what we're going to be uh, working on next, Jess. Pope Francis, coming. he's next. working in haste to prepare his following successor. That's wow. what we'll be talking about next. Got it. Stay with us, family. We're too blessed to be stressed. We're too annoying to be disappointed. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Wow. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse show. I uh, I was just asking somebody today. They said, can we get to the conference still? Yes. Go to vmpr.org. You can sign up right there, and I'll look forward to seeing you and Tyler on September 1 and 2. Tell, Terry, tell us a little bit about the conference, the bishop. Well, the bishop's conference is really, Bishop Strickland is going to be the keynote address, and his title is Proclaiming the Apostolic Faith with Clarity and Boldness. That's what he does here on Virgin Most Powerful every week with me. So this a two-day conference will empower the faithful and shattering, uh, and shattering the supply line of the enemy through authentic teachings of reparation of sins and the power of the Holy Eucharist. As he quotes Mother Angelica saying that her success was all about having, you know, devotion to the Blessed Sacrament. So the people that are coming, Dr. Janet Smith, she's also an outspoken laywoman we've had many times on our show. She's also going to be speaking on proclaiming the deposit of faith. We have Mother Miriam, who, you know, she used to be on with us on, for, on uh, Immaculate Heart Radio years ago. Great friend. And uh, she was removed from national radio like us. And um, so we have something in common with her. She's a no-nonsense type of nun. And I think you'll be inspired. She was a former Jew convert to the Catholic faith. So she's got something to say. And then the uh, exorcist, I don't know all about him other than he is an exorcist in the East Coast. He'll be talking, and I think he's going to be talking about spiritual warfare for us. So the conference should really inspire you to fall deeper in love with Jesus. And I think it's $60 for a two-day conference. Pretty inexpensive. And they even have buses waiting. Like when I fly in at 1 o'clock on, on, the, on the 1st, I get on a bus. It's $50, and it takes me right to the convention center. So it's all filled out. You can check out the hotels. But I, I guarantee you, this is the kind of conference, in my opinion, I want to support the good bishop who's speaking out because, as everybody knows, he's under investigation from the Vatican. And I'm scratching my head going, the dude has uh, 21 seminarians. If it was in Los Angeles, that would be 2,000 seminarians, which we don't have. Uh, his financial situation of the diocese is very solid. Um, what are they going to get him on? Well, you know what they're going to get him on, Jess? What I just quoted. Because he's willing to has the guts to tell the Holy Father 
that I can't obey an order that's not part of the deposit of faith. That's his sin. And I don't think it's a sin. I, so I want to support him, and I'd like to ask you to support him also. That's what we're going to be doing September 1 and 2 in Tyler, Texas. That's awesome, Terry. Good job. Uh, by the way, just just a little bit of good news yeah. is that The Sound of Freedom oh, my has reached a stunning box office revenue What's it now? of over $172 million. Awesome. Uh, just in USA theaters. And guess what? It's passed up the big studio blockbuster, Indiana Jones and the Dial of Destiny. <laughs> that's uh, so it, it's it surpassed it. Uh, Indiana Jones was, is a is a Disney movie that uh, they pumped in, uh, you know, millions and millions of dollars into it, and uh, I think something like something like two hundred and fifty. They haven't even recouped their money yet. Indiana Jones hasn't recouped their money. Sound of Freedom, it costed $14 million, and they already got $172 million as of yesterday. Let's talk about uh, <clears throat> this uh, next topic, which is very important. Pope Francis is preparing a success- succession. His pontificate is drawing to a close. We all know that. Oh, I mean, yeah. All of us, all of us are going to die. Yeah. His age, yeah. Pope Francis, in his eagerness to completely change the Catholic Church before rendering accounts to the Creator at his particular judgment, is speeding up reforms and appointing prelates consistent with his religious ideology. Thus, the upcoming consistory to elevate 21 more cardinals from, the, from this lineup, oh, yeah. his, his line, indicates the haste with which he is acting. As the religious commentator put it, the September 30th consistory is the consistory of a pope in a hurry. Mm-hmm. So the synod of synodality is accelerating the institutional, doctrinal, dogmatic, and moral changes he's implemented throughout his pontificate. So this is a synod to transform the church. Some of it, some people call it the synod of sodomy. Pope Francis himself has stated that through the synod, he intends to transform the monarchical church, as our Lord founded it, into a direct democracy in which the faithful decide instead of the hierarchy. Yeah. <laughs> so doesn't work so, that way. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, let me make a correction. The, the Pope only cares to hear from liberal progressive Catholics. Yeah. The Pope does not care to hear from the Latin mass conservative wing of the Catholic Church that's traditional and orthodox. He doesn't care to hear about them. That's a fact. And I'm saying this with a lot of pain because that's, that's the part that I'm from. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, uh, Father James Martin, his appointment as a member of the Synod, this is why a lot of people are calling it the Synod of Sodomy, as well as the presence of Cardinal Jean-Claude Hollerich, uh, as, as at the head of the event, as the relator general designated by the Pope, has caused the events to be called the Synod on, on Sodomy. And in an interview with the German Catholic News Agency, Cardinal Hollerich stated that church teaching condemning this sin, the sin of sodomy, is wrong. Can you say it any clearer, Bishop, uh, Cardinal? Come here. Cardinal right. Hollerich stated that church teaching condemning no. sodomy against nature is wrong and must be changed. Wow. He, uh, I, I believe, he says, I believe that the sociological scientific foundation of this teaching is no longer correct. I think it's time for a fundamental revision of the doctrine. And that's the guy we want to say our prayers for and make reparation and pray for his conversion. Because, Jesse, this man does not believe as he should. He's an infiltrator. Yeah. He's a child of Satan. Okay. Call him for it. That's it. Uh, uh, 1 John 3.10, there's only two types of children. Children of God and children of Satan. Yeah. 
A cardinal that promotes sodomy, that's not a child of God. No. I'm sorry. No. Because sodomy is one of the four, de- the four sins that scream to heaven. That he's a son of Satan, and, objectively speaking, by the positions that he's taking. Yeah. Jesse, just a quick note. Pope, uh, I should say, Monsignor Charles, Charles Pope really nailed it with this cardinal. He says this. I want, he said, a church who is in love with her spouse, Jesus Christ. Not desperate for the approval of the world. What's the approval of the world? Make homosexuality legitimate. See, he just said it as simple as we can say it. We want a church that we want the church in love with her spouse. You're not in love with Jesus Christ if you're portraying to tell people homosexuality is a legitimate expression of conjugal love or any kind of uh, devotion. No, uh, that's a worldly view. And so we have to call our church leaders to knock off being one with the world and get back to Jesus Christ, who you were ordained for. That's a simple message I got. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you think? Ab- absolutely. Uh, Amoris Letizia's ghostwriter has also been appointed the prefect of the dicastery for yeah, the which doctrine is, of the Yeah, faith. exactly. That's like putting the fox in charge of the chicken coop. Yeah, so Pope Francis, uh, on July 1st, appointed Archbishop Victor Manuel Fernandez. Regarded what, what's he the, known for about a book he wrote about kissing? Give yeah, he's, he's, a, he's an expert on kissing, apparently. He wrote a book. It's called Heal Me With Your Mouth, yeah. The Art of Kissing. And uh, so, Terrible. yeah, th- this is what this man is concerned with. He, he's not concerned with how to get people to heaven. He's not concerned with teaching young people how to live in a state of grace, how to no. live a chaste life. Yeah. He's, he's, he uh, wants to teach young people how to kiss erotically. That's what his book is about. His book is called Heal Me With Your Mouth, The Art of Kissing. This guy's now the prefect of the former holy office. And it's well to recall that as a young priest, uh, again, uh, you know, he, he wrote this book as a young priest, The Art of Kissing. Is this microphone uh, on, Jeff? And, and this book, written by this, this, he's now a cardinal, but he wrote when he was a priest. Right. It's illustrated with pictures of sculptures of naked men and women kissing. And on page 10 of the opening chapter, the sculpture shows a front of frontally and totally naked women with their head tilted to one side being kissed by also another naked man. And on page 18, another sculpture of apparently a couple also naked holding each other and kissing. Along with the erotic mystical considerations on kissing, this cardinal gives practical advice on how to kiss and he lists, he lists obstacles that hinder this practice, such as bad breath and not trimming your mustache and so forth. Th- th- this, this is very bizarre, Terry. This is, this is diabolic. It's I'm called worldliness, right yes. That's, yeah. we, we've become one with the world. We've left Jesus yeah. Christ out of any of our lives. And these men need to be converted. Or, yeah. you know what I really also will say, Jess? I'm praying for their conversion. But if they can't take the heat in the kitchen, get out. Do us all a favor. Leave. Yeah, this cardinal also basically denies humanae vitae. He, oh, yeah. he, he wants to do away with it as soon as he can. Uh, so he negates humanae vitae, the authority of humanae vitae. Yeah. He also considers himself a poet. Uh, and so uh, s- some of the poetry that he writes, again, just he always has this, these, these sensual lyrics. Well, he, he's of the world. That's yeah, what... yeah. He's also, the last chapter of his book on kissing is called The Super Mystical Kiss. <laughs> uh yeah, this uh, this this man is not one of the great theologians of our day. But guess what, Terry? He's he's going to be now the top 
catechist in the world. He's going to oversee all teaching and catechesis on, uh, in the Catholic I, Church. Yeah. And this man, the only thing he can think about is undoing the, the undoing the moral teachings of Pope John Paul II and Pope Benedict XVI and also teaching young people how to kiss. That's all this guy could think about. And Cardinal Mueller, the former prefect for the Doctor of the Faith, had an open file on this guy because he was so heretical. The Doctor of the Faith was condemning him. So how is it... See, what is true can be true, only true. It's not true and then false. Basically, this man has been condemned as a heretic, okay, in the sense of his teachings. The CDF said, this, beware of this guy. And now he's in charge? That's like putting, you know, the bad guy in charge of the sheriff's department. Now he's running the sheriff's department. Does, that doesn't make any sense, Jess. Well, Terry, our Lord warned us about prelates like this. He called them, he says... Uh, you have the blind leading the blind. That's yeah. exactly what he that's is. That's it. Okay. He, he's, he's a blind shepherd that's leading other people. Uh, he, our Lord also warned in Matthew chapter 7, 15. This, this is, d- applies to this cardinal. Yeah. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing. Inwardly are ravenous wolves. Well you will know them by their fruits. Or I would say you will know them by their books. Amen. When we come back, we'll have the Church Militant update on the news. Don't forget to join Bishop Strickland at the Defending the Faith Conference in Tyler, Texas, September 1 and 2. You can register by going to virginmostpowerfulradio.org and sign up for that. I look forward to seeing you there. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Every Wednesday, we got our brothers in Christ, our, our friends from Church Militant. We got Brad, Eli, what's going on, Brad? Talk to us about what's going on in the culture, in the church, and in politics at large. Hey, uh, before getting started, uh, uh, Jesse, has, uh, I hope you could show a link there for that book, you know, Art of Kissing, because, you know, I'm a married man and could use pointers, so if you guys want to post a link to that in case I want to, you know, pick up a copy of that. Give me a break. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've got uh, Go Bishop Bonnie, uh, Johan Bonnie, uh, in Antwerp, Belgium, and this guy's been pushing for uh, blessing of same-sex uh, couples and and promoting everything gay. Well, this weekend uh, was no exception. They came out with a uh, uh, a pride mass, basically, uh, to kick off Antwerp's uh, pride parade. Okay, so it was being all the homosexuals knew that this was the big gathering for the homosexuals, but it flew under the radar, or it was billed as I should say, an ecumenical service. So. Uh, all religions, you know, they throw a few Protestants in there, but all the homosexuals came and they said, oh, this is an ecumenical gathering, and therefore it's all legitimate. You know, we're not just sure. focusing on the gays. We have a little few few uh, Buddhists in the crowd and some Protestants in the crowd and all this type of thing, you know, ecumenical. So, um, yeah, they, he's, been, he's been pushing for that for quite some time, and, and I hope we don't see more of this run under the guise of this false religiosity, so... Yeah, uh, that's uh, we would call that the sin of syncretism, exactly. and then, and that's what we're seeing a lot right now in the in, in the church. Uh, we're seeing a lot of Catholics, a lot of the Catholic uh, you know progressives. They're trying to, you know, by hook or by crook, they're trying to uh, amalgamate two religious systems or philosophies that are completely incompatible. 
Catholicism stands alone. You cannot, you cannot, uh, you know, meld Catholicism with yoga or Reiki or Hinduism or any Eastern religions or Pachamama or the Aztecs or the Mayans or uh, incantations. Catholicism is the pure religion of Jesus Christ. It stands alone. Yeah, this was really a, a, a pride mass, basically, just with a little mascara over the top of it, a thin veneer. And it was really, um, uh, you know, and, and if they are saying that homosexuals, you know, uh, the, the whole LGBTQ community, I should say, not people with, with same-sex attraction, because anybody can have any type of, uh, you know, sure. a, a warped sensibilities about them. We all have fallen human nature. But the idea that they would uh, call that a religion, it, actually, there's a little bit of semblance. You know, it is not Catholicism. And in that, they're absolutely correct. It's not even in keeping with the Ten Commandments, you know, natural law and man, let alone any type of revelation whatsoever. So, yeah, um, yeah, hey, it's, Brett, it's, it's, it's farce. Go ahead. Yeah, I want to give uh, the, the, the guy that's running for president, uh, one of the presidential, I want to give him some credit. It took a lot of guts what he, did, he said. Kind of, it, it just basically piggybacks to what we're talking about right now. The presidential can candidate, Vivek Ramaswamy, yeah. he said that homosexuality is not hardwired at birth. You know how that takes courage to say that. That's I, I give him some props because oh, yeah. most, most politicians or people running for political office, they're not going to step out and well, say something you. like that. He did. Good for him. Vivek Ramaswamy running as one of the Republican presidential candidates, uh, he says that uh, homosexuality is not hardwired from birth. Good for him. Yep. Brad, what else do you have going on for the news? Uh, what else we got? A couple of good stories now. Uh, we don't always bring good news. No, Here's a good news story. On Monday, the New Jersey Supreme Court, that's not the U.S. Supreme Court, but New Jersey is what they call their Supreme Court in the state, actually ruled in favor of the Catholic Church firing uh, a, a woman who was involved in premarital sexual relationships, publicly known, that dated back to 2014. Wow. Now, her, her public lifestyle was not in accord with her uh, Catholic uh, teachings, and therefore, uh, you know, the, the uh, disciplinary code, you basically can't live a scandalous public lifestyle, and uh, that's basically in the code of most of these uh, schools have that. Good. And uh, even colleges and that, you know, you can't have a, a professor at a college just living a very scandalous life, getting drunk in the bars and all these type of things causing scandal. I mean, he would get fired for that. So uh, good for them that the, uh, they helped upheld that. Uh, and that was in the Diocese of Newark, good. At the uh, St. Teresa School run by nuns there. So Excellent. Oh, that's, that, that's good to hear. We love it. More of that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and then the, 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 the third story here also is a very good one. We report on it every year for the last nine years. Uh, I've been with Church Mellon since 2014. So... I believe 2014 was the first year we reported on this, that the um, uh, relig uh, Eucharistic procession on the bayou in Louisiana on the Feast of the Assumption yesterday, that's how they celebrate the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. They have uh, scores of boats, mm -hmm. and the lead boat has, has our Lord on it with the priests and everything, and they make stops in these little towns along the way, and they have a procession, and benediction and rosary and, awesome. and uh, office and all this. And they started off the whole day with the mass. And they're back on the boat and they're making processions down. And I thought, you know, that's just a wonderful thing because if there's anything that's going to solve the problems in this country, it's bringing our Lord, you know, unleashing, <laughs> unleashing the power 
of our, of our Eucharistic Lord uh, on the dark forces. And you, to do that, you have to take him to the streets, you know, and the procession and, and the viewing there. So anyway, I thought that was wonderful. Well, not only take him to the streets, but take him to the, to the, to the riverways and, and the byways and that. So Great. that's a wonderful thing they're doing down there. You know, Brad, Mother Angelica uh, said, said that her, her dependence on the Holy Eucharist was the key behind her work in evangelization. And I think, Church Militant, I've seen it. I've been at your studios. Your love for the Eucharist here at VMPR. We have the Blessed Sacrament in our Sacred Heart Chapel here. And it's the key, and especially, Brad, for the bad stories of rep that we need to make reparation for in the church. We lay people because of bad leadership in the church. And I know we're on the same page with that. So I thank you for that. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the grace is flowing from the blessings. Our Lord said, mm -hmm. I will be with you all times, even to the consummation. If yeah. he didn't mean that even more, the most exactly. significantly in the Blessed Sacrament. Right. And I really think that's an anchor for people out there that are saying, well, the scandalous leader, or this church leader, or whatever. But our Lord is still here. That's right. And he's the one that we're with and hanging with until the day we die and, and, yeah. and meet him uh, face to face in heaven. So. Well said. Yeah, that's uh, one of the good things the positive signs we see around the country is, again, a lot of these rosary rallies, A, and B, public Eucharistic processions. Yep. We need more of that, not less of that, because as Catholics, we have the right duty and obligation, not only as American citizens, but also through the Great Commission, to uh, proclaim our, our faith in the public square. It, and so it, it's, it's good to see that, and we have to encourage that everywhere we see it. And Brad, I just want to throw something at you. Bishop Strickland, who we do a show, and you guys play it on your, on your uh, website every single week. And we thank you for that. Uh, he's going to have a Defending the Faith conference in Texas, September 1 and 2, where we're going to have Mother Miriam, another uh, wonderful nun who just made her profession yesterday. And guess, oh. guess who witnessed it? Bishop Joseph Strickland. He's everywhere. The guy's like Spider-Man. I mean, he's, he's everywhere. There's something going on in the church, and rightly so, in a good way, in a very positive way. Low-key, you know, he can be there and still be in low-key, and yet he brings that strength and, and the quietness of the, of the episcopacy there. Uh, just hats off and major props to the, to the good bishop. Yeah, I mean, we need really. to pray for him. As you know, he's one of those outspoken bishops who talks about the deposit of faith, the perennial teachings. His going to be his keynote address will be proclaiming the apostolic faith. So I just ask any of you uh, listeners uh, to consider coming by going to vmpr.org. You can sign up for that sixty dollars for a two-day conference, priced right at the convention center. And um, yeah, Brad, we just we love good news and thanks for those two stories, especially that Eucharistic procession. I'm going to bring that up to the good bishop in about two hours. I'll be doing a show with him. So the word yeah, excellent. Out. The word gets out, Brad. Anything else you'd like to share with us? No, just keep doing the good work you guys are doing. Uh, it, it really, you have a, a beautiful way about bringing up the, the, the positiveness and the, good, the strength of the church and, you know, some of the dark things that we need to focus on in our prayers and yeah. overcome and withstand and just hats off to you. Well, thank you, Brad. It's right back at you. It's a mutual appreciation society today. But uh, <laughs> we, right. uh, we will pray for you, pray for us. We're in a battle we need unity right now, folks. Everybody needs to be pulling at the same time with their prayers and their actions. It's a, a one-two punch. Jess, your final thoughts with Brad. Yeah, the Catholic Church in many, in many instances, it's like, you know, it's the bark of Peter's. Yep. It's the New Testament Ark of Noah. Yep. And the boat is taking in water. <laughs> Get in the ship. 
and start helping us bail. Exactly. Get in and help us bail out water. Thanks. Absolutely. Brad, I want to give There's... another plug to you, though, with uh, some of the resources people can get from Church Militant, not just the news. I'm talking about religious content. I call it catechesis. Tell us a little bit about what's there on your website, please. Well, there is uh, just, just hundreds and hundreds of hours. Yeah. Uh, the the uh, uh, Just on the front, I mean, don't I, I don't want to be uh, self-promoting. There's a Catholicism series, right, a tab at the very top. Yep. They commissioned me to write 300-word uh, articles on different parts of the faith. I do that when I can. Good. Uh, so that's a link, a drop-down link on a lot of different topics there. Mm -hmm. uh, also, um, uh, uh, Michael Voris has a, a Catholicism series. I've seen it. Uh, Excellent. And, and that's the one. I mean, there's many shows on the, on the site. There's always... And you know what? These, these, all these news stories, almost always, we try to bring... We use them as an opportunity to evangelize. Good. So we're actually, whenever the faith is twisted or doubt, well, well, the catechism says this, or the church says that, or this is where the church is positioned. And we always try to use those as a springboard to clarify. So hopefully, uh, you know, the news articles as well, when you get those, you always get not just the bad news, but also the positive, you know, where the church really is in this and how it's being distorted. Uh, but it keeps you as an anchor, hopefully, and not, not shaking off the boat. Thanks. And then one last thing. I'm giving you all kinds of plugs because I believe the resistance program. Tell us how people can continue to be part of that. Well, uh, yeah, the resistance movement is uh, Alex Carzon is our national resistance coordinator. Right. On the front of our site, you can go to the resistance, uh, click on there. And that resistance actually is extremely important. You know, the resistance is titled almost like church militant, right? You're thinking, oh, you know, you're fighting all this. Well, you are, but basically you're networking with good Catholics. You're Excellent. actually finding out there are other sane Catholics in this world who actually understand the faith <laughs> and are standing up for it in a good way. You can pray with them, learn the Bible and spiritual reading and all that, and find out who's in your area and all that type of stuff. Awesome. Very good. Brad, I'm going to ask Jesse a question. You know the answer. Jess, what state should we be living in, brother? Let's live in a state of sanctifying grace. Don't live in a state of mortal sin. Become holy or die trying. And remember, life is short. Eternity is forever. Pray your rosary every day. Go to Mass as often as possible. Read the daily Mass readings. Incorporate penance and fasting into your spiritual life. And go to confession as often as possible. If you're waiting for someone to tell you to go to confession, I'll say it. Go to confession. I went Monday, and I need to go on a regular basis because I'm a sinner. And don't forget what Our Lady of Fatima said. Souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make reparation for. Let's rep, let's make our prayers and reparation and unite those with the sufferings of Christ to help redeem the world. And I want to thank everybody who supports us here at DMPR. May God richly bless you and your family. God bless you.